Hello and welcome back to Girls in a Pod podcast, the podcast where we talk all about women empowerment, motivation, inspiration, and many controversial topics that we as women face on the daily. Today's topic is going to be postpartum depression. We're going to be talking about grieving your old self, why you should grieve your old self, um, talking about seeing your or using your postpartum depression as a rite of passage to find inner growth and to find healing within yourself and many other things within that. So many of you might know what postpartum depression is. Um, Maybe you didn't experience it, but you saw your mom go through it, you saw your sister go through it, or a friend, and you've heard of postpartum depression. What postpartum depression is, it's obviously that it's some type of depression. It's a very serious depression that happens after childbirth. Um, It doesn't only affect the mother, sometimes it does affect the father and the people that go through it. Um, It can also happen after not only giving birth, but miscarrying a child, Um, even after abortions. Recent research shows that one in seven women struggle with postpartum depression. In the U.S., around 900,000 women struggle with postpartum depression, making it the most frequent form of maternal morbidity following delivery. Factors contributing to the symptoms of postpartum depression are low self-esteem, inability to cope, feelings of incompetence, loss of your self-identity, and social isolation. And which, with each of these come more micro symptoms beneath each and every single one of them. For example, when you have feelings of incompetence, it's basically being tactless, it's being bossy, impolite, unclear, you get agitated easily uh, for like loss of your self-identity, you're just basically like fighting back and forth with who you should be who you were before birth who you want to be who other people think you should be you're just in this blank area of not knowing who you are anymore in that middle area of again should i continue being who i was before birth or commit myself to 100 percent being a mother and give up my fun and free side it's just a continuous battle of who you need to be, who you want to be, who other people want you to be, who you should be. It's a continuous fight. For sure, two of the most common ones I always hear friends bring up is the sense of guilt one and the embarrassment of finding or accepting that you need support. I know I went through those two heavy. Um, For the sense of guilt one, it's basically feeling like you're supposed to be happy all the time and that these are the moments that are the times you're supposed to be enjoying your your child and be 100% a happy, nurturing mother. And you might be happy on the outside, but maybe deep down you're feeling like your world is caving in. And many of the times, holding your feelings in like this or um, just feeling like you have to represent yourself happy on the outside, but you feel like your world is just... You just feel like you're just suffocating inside might be due to maybe you grew up in a family where speaking your emotions or wanting to communicate or seeking that help wasn't very much accepted or it was just something that was awkward among your family. And also that's not 
to blame to your parents or anything. That's just something they might have grown up with. And that brings me to my next factor, which is embarrassment of support. Um, I feel like I really um, relate to embarrassment of support because when I was going through my postpartum depression, I didn't want to talk to anyone about it. I, I was scared that people were going to judge me for the things I was thinking. Um, I was scared that if I told my mom, she was going to be like, oh my gosh, like stop, you're exaggerating or something like that. Like I went through it and I got over it. Like stuff like that, you know, like when they bel belittle your, your emotions. So I was like, fuck it, I'm going to hold it in. Before I get into my little postpartum story and my experience, I want to say, and this is something I try to tell all my girlfriends that are pregnant, I try to tell my family, I try to tell anyone, because I feel like this will help a lot. When, when I was pregnant, I took it upon myself to do a lot of research, and I took it upon myself to teach and train my boyfriend, my baby's father, that things are going to change. My body's going to change. I, I taught him that. My body's going to change, meaning my mental health is going to change because I'm obviously not going to be happy with how I look. And I was just training him. I was telling him what was to come. I was going to be, I, I told him straight up, I'm like, I'm probably going to be meaner. I'm going to be crying at a lot of stupid things. My emotions are probably going to change. Like I just trained him. And I think I did really good when I did that because when we were going through it, he was really good. And I'll get more into that later. But that is my number one advi advice when I t when people ask me um, what number one thing I did to prepare for my birth. And it was that, prepare my boyfriend because he's a guy. They don't know what women go through. They don't necessarily see that side of their moms. They just see the baby popping out and them dealing with the baby. But they don't necessarily see... Like, what I saw in my mom, I I knew I was going to experience. So I was like, okay, let me do what I can to train my boyfriend, to teach him, to educate him on all the changes that are going to happen. Just for, the, for when they do happen, it's not taking him by surprise. So, yeah, and it's it's so amazing. And I, I try to tell this to all of my close friends and they honestly do appreciate it and I do try to talk to their boyfriends too because it's something that it's I feel like that it's that point in the relationship when you have a baby that it's either you make it or you break it you know like if that's even the saying but <laughs> but um I feel like it's it's I see a lot online too that it's when your baby's born that it gets really hard for couples to stay together and a lot of the times um, couples break up because uh, the mom is going through postpartum depression that she may or may not know that she has and the boyfriend's like, damn, she's acting like such a bitch, I'm going to break up with her and on top of that she's gaining weight, hell no, I'm not going to deal with this. So that is what I, I know, it sounds super fucked up, but like that's how f some fucking men think and I took it upon myself to train my boyfriend and it helped out so much. So for... A lot of the articles that I read and a lot of the research I made, it was it always says things like, oh, postpartum depression is only five months after um, you give birth. It's only six months. Hell no. My postpartum depression after my son was born lasted at least two years. And I can... I can say that it's barely, like, I'm barely coming back to my old self. I am barely noticing um, my mental health getting a lot better than how I used to be. And 
that's crazy because um it's it's just it just takes it's different for every woman. It it takes a while to recover from that, depending on who you were as a person before, the generational trauma you you have, you obtained from your childhood, and just so many other factors. Um, I suffered depression and its symptoms so harshly that I think at one point my brain just fucking stopped. I spent my days crying. I like I just felt sad at nothing. I raged at my boyfriend. Like I was the biggest, biggest, biggest bitch ever. Like, like I would just say the meanest things ever, and I didn't mean them, but I just wanted him to get angry. I wanted to mirror mirror my my feelings. Um, I couldn't work. I felt like I needed to achieve certain things within myself to be able to work with other people. Um, I didn't have the energy to visit my parents and they're just a 20 minute drive away. So I wouldn't go. Um, I didn't see the value in friendships. I would talk about friendships, friendships so negative, negatively. Um, and on top of that, I was dealing with my very Mexican parents making comments every fucking minute about my weight gain, which is something I grew up hearing all the time. So I spent most of my adolescent life since my mom was always like oh my god you look chunkier that like you've been gaining a little weight or something like that that's all I grew up hearing so I feel like my my teenage years and that that age when you're really focused on your appearance I felt like I was really worried about maintaining a good body image of myself so I wouldn't have to hear those comments and I grew up with that I grew up with that unfortunately so Hearing those comments after giving birth to my parents just brought me some fucking, like, some the shittiest PTSD ever. Like, it was so bad. And, um, but it's, it's fucking normal to gain weight. That's one thing I want to say before I move on with this. It's fucking normal to gain weight after you have a baby. You're making a whole human in your body. How are you not going to gain weight? How are you not going to overeat? It's fucking normal. You're eating for two. But, um... I was just literally, at this point in my life, um, after having my baby, I was just the walking epitome of fucking low self-esteem and all its micro-symptoms. I also wasn't grateful or thought before I spoke, and most of, most of the time when I did speak, it was just plain negative shit. All I said was negativity, and it makes me cringe thinking back at that because, um, I was, sometimes I would be in outings and stuff, and I just remember some some of the things I, I said or believed in, and it just makes me want to cry forever saying those things. Um, It literally took, like, one tiny sad mo- moment to ruin my entire day, one negative tiny moment to cause me to relapse into this wave of negativity and sadness. It took, like, like my, my self-image w- between myself was just so bad that like one weird stare of my outfit from like a stranger or something would just make my whole day be ruined and fixate my thoughts on that one moment of that stranger staring at my outfit. There was moments that we'd go to the store and I'd do everything to avoid the mirror aisle because I didn't want to look at myself. I was anxious. I was a fucking anxious mess. Like um, I had escape plans and fighting strategies for every moment and place if I ever had to fight to protect my son. I remember one time I saw a TikTok video of a zombie apocalypse being a possibility in our future. And obviously, in my conscious self, I know that is obviously fucking impossible, you know? However, 
my anxiety due to my postpartum depression was so bad that I went into a complete panic attack mode, nervous breakdown. I didn't go to sleep this night till like fucking five in the morning, just thinking about what I would do to protect my son if, my son if a zombie apocalypse were to happen. And I just think back at that and I'm like, oh my fucking hog, like my fucking Jesus Christ, <laughs> like how did I live like that? It's just, it's just crazy. Like every moment my brain was like, on just a flight and fight mode because I just thought like something bad was going to happen at every moment. Like my, my brain just had no space for positivity and happiness, happiness and like positive possibilities. It was just plain negativity. I also feel that like when you're going through postpartum depression, you don't see the severity of it until you're healing, until you're better. Because now that I look back at myself then when I was going through postpartum depression I'm like damn like I am surprised like I am so sorry to say this but I am surprised I didn't kill myself I am surprised I didn't hurt my child which is the biggest realist possibility ever a lot of women the biggest voice and I saw this quote somewhere the biggest the biggest voice of postpartum depression is infant infanticide which is killing mothers killing their babies and it's it's the biggest like statistic there is um to prove that there is really bad postpartum depression and a lot of people put so much um attention to that to the part that mothers are killing their babies yeah that's fucking crazy that's 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 just wild evil whatever they want to say but that's all they do. That's all these people do. They never really put effort into, okay, so obviously mother's mental health, mother's, mother's mental health are so bad that they're killing their babies, they're killing themselves, but it's never, it's so bad. What should we do? What should we do for these mothers? What should we do? Maybe let's look back into their past. Maybe let's create more programs maybe let's voice it out more maybe let's talk about it more because a lot of these things are very taboo taboo still to talk about and when, when you think about it I feel like um in this society it's it's hard to be a mom that's going through these negative things and saying them out loud because you're scared your boyfriend's gonna leave you for thinking that way you're scared that other people are gonna judge you for thinking that way and it shouldn't be that way like I remember I was in the car with my boyfriend one time and I told him straight up the thing, the things I was thinking, um, how bad it got that at one point I really hated my life. I hated where I was in life. And that's something that shouldn't be taboo. It's, it's, it should be, hey, babe, I am going through some serious shit with my mental health um, that I pretty much expected for from postpartum depression, but it's really bad, and this is why I'm thinking these things, and these are the things I'm thinking. What can we do to help it? And not really shutting it out. You also have to consider many factors that are going on in your life during your postpartum depression. Because I feel my postpartum depression was as bad as it was, was because, so my boyfriend and I had our baby just, well, we conceived three months after mating. So I got pregnant three months after meeting my boyfriend and uh, my, yeah, and that's a story for another time. <laughs> but, um, and so when I gave birth, which was October of 2020, my boyfriend and I were barely a year and I was 
barely meeting still I was still meeting many of his friends I was still meeting many of his family uh and on top of that while meeting many of his friends and family I was going through all these symptoms of postpartum depression which are extreme social anxiety again low self-esteem and fear of judgment so I just thought I was 100% judged all the time. I didn't feel or look or or thought I looked my best. So I thought people were judging me all the time. Um, My social anxiety was so bad that I stopped completely talking to my friends and became so socially shut out. Like I would want to stay home. If, If an outfit didn't look good on me, I would cancel plans and stay home. That's how bad that was. Um... So in that aspect of my life, my boyfriend and I are completely different. He has like six different friend groups and in each friend group, he has like five to 10 friends and I had no friends. I had zero friends. He was my only friend. Um, He also returned to work pretty quickly while I became a stay at home mom. Um, he indulged more in social activities with his friends, which is okay. I'm not, I'm not being mean about the him going out part. He can do that because I trust him, but it was the me being bitter because I had no friends. My boyfriend had friends, so he went out with them. Um, so it was just things like that. And there was also, I had past trauma from a relationship I had and I was cheated on a lot. And this, this was my only relationship prior to dating my boyfriend. So I was cheated on a lot and my self-confidence confidence took a toll. So when I was going through my self-esteem issues and social anxiety and all this stuff, I was afraid that my boyfriend was going to be like, dang, she's gaining weight. I'm going to cheat on her with someone that's prettier. So that those are where the type of thoughts that were coming into my head. And again, none of this stuff ever happened. He was a really great guy, but still your your mind just cl- just your mind just starts clouding your judgment whenever you are going through postpartum depression or any type of depression really. Another thing I want to get out there uh, just for like background reference. Um my my boyfriend, my partner, my my baby's dad was the perfect partner. He is the perfect partner. I don't think there's ever been issues between us over him being a dad. He or or being a partner to me during my postpartum depression. And again, it might have been because I educated him on that. But he was just perfect in everything and anything and bought me everything and anything to make my process easier. When I'd have mental breakdowns, he'd leave work and come home to help me. When I was suffering of low self-esteem, he changed his bad habits with me to help me out. He bought hair extensions for me when I was like going through my postpartum hair loss. He joined the gym with me. He pushed me to become friends with his girlfriends and his guy friends girlfriends so I could get out the house more so many of the friends I have now are were his friends first and I I didn't notice that that's what he was trying to do until I was healing and I just appreciated that so much um he'd take care of our baby equally as much or not or maybe way more than I did he just was and is a perfect partner and father however I was still a huge asshole to him huge asshole i was just jealous and controlling sad and angry and a lot of those feelings went out to him which i know took a mental toll on him and i don't i don't i kind of feel bad because you don't never you never really consider what your partner might be going through because they also can go to postpartum 
through postpartum depression. And a lot of those things, feeling controlling, sad, and angry um, with your current partner, are also, again, because of past traumas. Um, I, I, I would get really angry easily, and my anger was really... Um, it was a huge outburst. It was really bad anger. Um, and maybe you got to see the background to that. Like, I know maybe I get that angry because I grew up with a mother that um, mostly found that yelling at me all the time and releasing her emotions with a ton of anger was a good way to discipline her children. Or um, maybe, And that's because she grew up that way coming from a Mexican household. So... Again, go go to my last podcast um, to hear about generational trauma. I don't blame my mom for being that way. It's just stuff she's learned. Um, it's just those inner traumas that I never dealt with growing up from my parents and they never dealt with from growing up with their parents. Um, my past boyfriend, which um, cheated on me a lot and was deceitful and lied a lot. Um, many past experiences, learnings, and again, generational trauma. Um, and when you don't resolve these traumas and your parents don't resolve these traumas, they sooner or later come out. And again, I had said this before, they mostly come out during your postpartum depression. And I didn't I didn't mean to gloat about my partner. Um, I just wanted you guys to see that if I was still a huge asshole to him and my mental health was still shit, even though he was damn near close to perfect, just imagine... Like, what happens to the mind of a woman that's going through postpartum depression with a shitty partner? Like, what is that doing to your mental health? What happens when you repeat yourself time after time of these very concise and clear explanations of what you want from your partner and he fails to do so? It could be as small as asking them to wash the dishes and clean the house to as big as asking them to go to therapy with you. What happens when your partner is disloyal to you during these times? What happens when your partner does as much as look at another person with flirty eyes? What happens when you par- your partner goes out every weekend and you have to look <laughs> you have to look after your child 24/7? And just doesn't give you any breaks or pause. What happens when your partner isn't supportive and isn't the best partner to you that you need during these times? What happens when they don't understand that you don't mean to act like a bitch, that you are just going through something serious, something that many times ends with, again, unfortunately, infanticide or suicide? And it truly makes you think, like... I want to know how bad a woman's mental health is when they're going and dealing with a guy like that. That if I had such shitty mental health, such shitty postpartum depression experience with a damn near perfect partner, what is a woman that is going with going through their their pregnancy stage and their birth stage and this postpartum depression? with a non-supportive partner? What are they going through in their head if I went through such bad postpartum depression like it's just crazy to me and I I always get friends or um other girls talk to me about this and they're like damn yeah my my boyfriend was not supportive my boyfriend doesn't help me my boyfriend doesn't take care of our baby while I go to the gym my boyfriend doesn't let me hang out with my friends my boyfriend thinks I should be a mom and cook and clean all the time and do all these things my boyfriend says shit like oh um why are you having such a hard time with this? You're just a stay-at-home mom. Like, you're not the one paying the bills and stuff like that. What happens when you hear all that t- all that all the time? 
Like it's it's truly something I really really want to know because it, again, like if I went through such extreme postpartum depression, what is that other um scenario doing when you don't have a supportive um partner? All right, let's move on to a different area within this topic. However, before I move on, I do want to say um this some advice my mom always told me growing up um was to give myself my place as a woman to respect myself and to love myself and to think of myself um as the most beautiful woman in the world to never have to deal with a man's shit um she always told me to see the value in myself and that i am worthy um and this is i i know i I talk a lot about my mom yelling at me and stuff but when she was good she was really good and her advice is something I I will always cherish because she she did somehow allow me to grow up empowered and self-sufficient and she always pushed my self-confidence up sometimes and um it really stuck with me and it's something that I feel every woman should know you are enough as a woman you need to learn to love yourself you need to set boundaries um respect yourself and when you have a partner, they have to adhere that as well. They have to respect you. They have to show you love. They have to treat you like you're on top of the world. And if they're not adhering that, if they're disrespecting you constantly, they're talking down on you, they're not helping you out, I'm not going to tell you to leave them. But get in, get it in your head that there is much better out there and that you are much better off alone. And again, I will never, ever tell someone to leave them because it's not as easy as that. Trust me, I was in a pretty shitty relationship and I couldn't leave it for the fucking life of me. I couldn't leave it. So it's it's finding it within you to be like, okay, I think this man is treating me like shit. So I'm just going to move on and be on my own and I am self-sufficient on my own. And it's pretty hard to do and it takes a lot of strength and a lot of um, self-love to do that. But All right, so many moms go through different types of, types of postpartum depressions, uh, many different symptoms, many different factors. I basically went through a depression where I was constantly thinking of my old life and what I would have been doing at this very moment if I hadn't gotten pregnant, if I would have stayed in school. Uh, wondering what my body would look like, wondering where I would be, wonder if I'm, wondering if I'd be traveling. Um, I I thought a lot of, of enjoying my single life a bit longer because, again, I was in that past relationship for quite a while, like my whole high school life and a couple years before that. So I was really single for only like three to four years. Um, and then I met my current boyfriend. So so th- that that was a thought that was lingering all the time in my head like damn like you should have enjoyed your single life a little longer because you never really got that um i also had this feeling of failing myself and my goals and my aspirations um i was scared of the judgment of my family members for becoming a mom before making something of myself um there's also been times where where other moms ask me like, how do you do it? And I'm like, oh, they're probably talking about how I cope with grieving my old self or something like that. But no, they asked me the question, how do you cope with leaving your son when you go to work? How do you cope with not feeling guilty of leaving your son when you need to go to the gym? Or how do you cope with finding your old life again and not feeling guilty 
um, for not devoting yourself 100% to your son. And as much as I love and would give my life up for my son, I never experienced those thoughts of guilt. I never had that guilt. It was more so uh, within myself. I knew my son was good in good hands. I knew, I know my how my 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 father and mother in law are. I know how my parents are. I know how his father is. I know he's taken care of. So. I feel like it was much easier for me to concentrate on what I needed at the moment and give that to myself. So it might be harder for other women because that's what their postpartum depression how how their postpartum depression manifests. It, it manifests in in feeling one hundred percent that you should be a mother. And to me, it was one hundred percent feeling that how who am I? Who am I? Do I go back to the person I was before pregnancy? Um, I was just confused. I was, I didn't see myself as a mom. And another thing um, was that I did not feel a initial connection with my son as soon as he was born. It felt like he was a stranger and I had a girl to love him like anyone else. And I spoke to my doctor about this and he said it's completely normal but and that it was a form of postpartum depression, but I never followed through with therapy for it. Um, and that is, that's very serious because that could have turned sideways, sideways real quick. But I never formed that connection as soon as he was born. I just felt like it's a baby, I need to care for it and I need to love it. But I didn't have that connection and I couldn't form that connection when I was going through my postpartum depression. I just couldn't. I was too worried about who I was. And I was just in this blank area of like lost self, self-identity and trying to find who I was and trying to, trying to connect with motherhood. Like I just felt weird. I felt judged. I felt funny being a mother. I felt goofy being a mother. I felt goofy grabbing a stroller. I felt goofy putting on his like backpack full of diapers and stuff. I felt goofy breastfeeding in in public. And I think the reason for this is because again, growing up, I didn't have that maternal connection with my mom. Like hugging my mom is weird. Kissing her is weird. It's really weird. Like it never it usually never happens and it started happening happening as of recently because we have we had that conversation about our generational trauma so I think she's trying to change but it feels weird now kissing her and hugging her it just feels weird so I really had to dig myself out of that hole and again like kill those generational curses and break them break that generational trauma so my son grows up to be loved and he grows up to be to hug his mom and have a connection with me. So once I feel like once I healed, which was like as of recently, maybe like I want to say a year ago already, almost a year ago already, where I felt my mental health was getting better. Um, I feel like I formed such a huge connection with my son. Like looking at him just makes me want to cry because I couldn't enjoy his baby years because I was too focused on my mental health but it's it was it's such a weird feeling though like I couldn't snap out of whatever trance I was in I was so in my head that I just can't explain how it felt it just felt like like I was a zombie moving through the world and not really I didn't really have any consideration for anyone else's feelings I just felt dull and I just felt 
like, like, yeah, like I was a zombie. So now I really, 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 um, like try to take advantage of my son's age right now that he's really little. I try to like take advantage of every little moment he hugs me, every little moment that we have together because like now it's hard. Now I do feel that sense of guilt. And I've noticed this as of recently. I noticed this two weeks ago that I want to cry when I leave him at my parents' house and I have to go to work. And I take that as I am building that connection finally because my I'm not I'm not like my my inner self is not worrying about my my postpartum depression or my mental health anymore. It's allowing it like my brain is just allowing myself to see more clearer and to see that I have this human that I love and he's my son and I want him at every second of the day and I feel like I finally formed that maternal connection with him and I finally see myself as a mom. I don't feel weird like having a stroller anymore. I feel I feel like a mom and it's I feel like moms will get this. I feel like to other people this will make no sense, but when you're a mom this will make sense. Many of you might might be wondering, well, how did you heal? How did you um, heal your mental health? How did you heal from postpartum depression? And truly, I don't know. I just tried new things every day until one day they were gone. I researched more. I read more books. I opened up more about what I was feeling. Um, online, it says find a community, whether it's friends, whether it's a journal, whether it's your family or your or a mother's group even. Um, But find someone or something you can truly express your feelings to. Um, Express those raw, real thoughts. No matter how ugly and cruel they might be or they might sound, you need to express them. You need to be able to lift them off your shoulders so you don't feel that heavy pressure on you and you can just release them. One thing I learned was that my partner, my boyfriend, my baby's dad, is not my therapist. Um, and he cannot be my only friend in the world. That takes a huge mental toll on him, I've noticed. Um, he needs his space. I need my space. Um, it's just healthy to have your own lives at the same time as you're living together. Having your own lives is so important. Um, also, be honest on that little questionnaire thing that your doctor gives you, which I am 80% sure that all of us lie on <laughs> because I know I did like I just found it embarrassing to admit to my doctor that I was going through some shit but we shouldn't feel that way and also I felt that way because again I felt goofy going to the doctor for maternal stuff like I just felt so out of place and I felt like a zombie there but yeah I really recommend to be truthful on that questionnaire um, another thing is to heal your childhood trauma before you have a baby heal your generational trauma get rid of that emotional baggage that you carry that your parents passed on to you be active when you can um don't even be active just to get your body back or get your body right i think that mentality is very fucked up and i learned that as i went on um with working out and stuff at the very beginning i was like let's get this body back let's get this body right no i wish i my my in my head i would have been like okay let's rest let's process what you just went through let's process that your body is changing let's process all these changes i took it upon myself to train and educate my boyfriend but i didn't really take it upon myself to take all that stuff that i i used to train and educate my boyfriend and tell myself that i never did that and 
I just needed to sit down and process that. So I feel like when you go on walks and when you do that for yourself, it's just really good for you. Just have some type of physical activity in your day. Another thing is reset when you can. Those little Sunday resets. Like clean your house, tell your tell your boyfriend, tell your baby's dad, your husband, babe, can you take care of our son so I can clean or can you help me clean or can we leave our baby with with my mom or your mom so we can clean the house really good and have a good start to our week that is so important and I found that so relieving and even my mom or my boyfriend's mom they would be like oh bring me the kid so you guys can like um, catch up on what you have to do at home and I would appreciate that so much because there was just so much shit going on and when you have a kid moms know this you cannot do shit when you have a kid because he's either like um, throwing stuff around he's either crying he needs full attention so those reset sunday like a sunday reset is amazing um also eat nutrient filled filled meals it's so crucial and important that you are feeding yourself right so you have the good energy and i feel like when you eat junk food you get tired and you get cranky at least for me when i eat when i eat food that's not healthy I get really drowsy and I get really heavy and I feel like going to bed and when I feel like going to bed and I can't go to bed I get mad so just eat nutrient-filled meals I would also say limit your caffeine and avoid alcohol and that is pretty straightforward Um, also make friends and keep them close and try to make friends even if you don't have friends because i feel like you need to socialize it's it's a human behavior you need that to be to have a healthy mind um and also if you need to and if you, you even if you don't need to um i was talking to a friend once and i was like um even if you need to, you don't need you don't think you don't need therapy just go i feel like everyone could use therapy because we should all just break down the parts that makes us us to see why we think the way we think why we do the way th- why we do things the way we do things it's just really good for yourself and once you heal you will not only be healing your prior mental health to your postpartum depression but as your postpartum your postpartum depression as well and you will notice an immediate change and again you will not see who you were as a person during or who you are as a person during your postpartum depression you will see that once you heal and once you you past that phase of your postpartum depression once you are getting over your postpartum depression you will look back and you will be like damn I really thought that way I really was depressed I don't know how I didn't kill myself like it's just really bad so doing all those things are very crucial and very important and again once you heal you just take the time to focus more on your baby to focus more on how you can be good to him to focus more on good ways to implement teachings for them on good ways to hang out with them on what more things you should do for them and it's it's just so important and I feel like now that my mental health is healed or healing I feel much closer to him and I feel like like I'm telling y'all like I feel like a mother now I feel like I have that maternal bond and that maternal instinct that I thought I was missing. I have it and I want to be a mom and I want to care for him and I want him around me all the time and I could just never imagine my life without him. And it's it's just very important to find 
ways for yourself to heal even if you need to research things even if you need to google countless things i would google the stupid shit ever like i would google like why why am i sad <laughs> like why am i acting this way or how to stop doing this and that it's, i would just google the stupidest things but reading is just so important and educating yourself and getting more knowledge into your head is so important um and once you heal and I, I mean this in general, not only from postpartum depression, but when you heal who you are as a person, meaning you take that backpack of emotional baggage that your parents gave to you, um, known as generational trauma, or when you healed your childhood trauma, when you heal as a person and when you evaluate who makes or what makes you you and you crush those negativities and you keep the positivities and keep forming new positivities you just find your 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 inner woman you find that feminine energy that that trauma makes us hide and i read this online don't think i just all of a sudden know all about this <laughs> but no i i just read really nice stuff and it's really nice to know this stuff when when women go through trauma, um, either from past relationships and stuff or um, growing up or your childhood trauma or parent trauma, sibling trauma, whatever, you build walls around you and your feminine energy just hides and in your body and your soul just hides and hides and hides and your masculine energy has to come. And masculine energy isn't bad, but your masculine en energy comes out to defend you to put those barriers up to put those walls up to be mean to be more defensive to be more alert and just not allow that feminine energy to come out and one of the things that i noticed when in my healing process and um, mental health healing is that i allowed myself to be more girly more open more in touch with the world um, and i also talk about this in my last podcast and it's, again, that using your postpartum depression as a rite of passage to find your divine feminine, to, to understand that, to reach this level of your divine feminine, to allow your feminine side to come out, you need to understand that you need to go through everything that's meant to destroy you. You need to go through everything that's brutal. You need to go through everything that hurts you. You need to go through those life experiences and not label them as bad because that's not what the divine feminine, um, it's not what its definition is. It's basically not seeing negativity as bad, but using it, using those bad or negative experiences to be something good out of them. So for example, it's telling you to use postpartum depression, uh, an obvious traumatic experience, to use it to for self-actualization, to use it to find who you truly are meant to be. And that's that's what I feel I did. I and I wasn't I didn't know I was doing it because again, I am not quite sure how I found self-healing. I was just going day by day, hoping I was gonna get better, trying new things for myself that were healthy. And somewhere along the way it worked and now I just find myself like appreciating the little things in life I I I was and I talk about this in my in my other podcast um like so seeing the sun like shine on me makes me cry sometimes like little things like that that I used to take for granted just make me so happy now um sometimes I sit and look at my boyfriend and think how great like grateful I am sometimes I like lay in bed and I 
I pray, not not so much pray, but just give thanks to whoever our creator is, whether it's God, whether it's spiritual world, whether it's the universe. I just give thanks to all of them. And I kid you guys not that when I give thanks, a lot of good things happen in my week. Like I get a lot of good news. Um, my financial status like becomes better or something. It's just it's crazy and it's so crazy because um like i'll say this and people are like oh my god you're fucking crazy no like once you find like that inner peace within yourself and heal and find your divine feminine and you appreciate the world appreciate the animals appreciate nature find beauty and everything else you just you your life becomes instantly happy and i don't know who the fuck is out there but they bless you with more stuff. They bless you with more good news. They bless you with a good life. And I truly, truly, truly believe in that. Whether it's affirmations, whether it's manifestations, I don't know what it is. But I truly believe in being grateful and abundance. Because I could sit here and make this podcast all about how my postpartum depression was bad. How no one should go through that. How... If you go through that, we're fucking crazy, how it destroyed me, how I wasn't grateful for that. But no, I honestly can sit here and say that I'm grateful I went through that. I'm grateful I went through the trauma I went through as a kid. Um, I, I'm grateful that there's stuff my mom did I didn't like because I can sit here today and say I don't want that for myself. I don't want to do that. I know how that felt and I don't want that for my kids. Um that it's better. I I grew up seeing my mom be such a negative person sometimes and just be just just a plain negative person. And I just take that and I'm like, do I really want to live that way? Do I really want to stress out on the bad stuff all the time and not use that bad stuff for anything good? No, like if I had that opportunity to go through those things, I'm going to use them for good. I'm going to use them for self-growth and self-learning and and to truly finish off this time, I'm going to leave you guys with this small paragraph of um, an article that I might share on the Instagram page. And it goes, the divine feminine is an energy, which means she can't be seen or heard, but she can be felt. She is the feminine that exists in all living things on earth, including ourselves, the ocean, the moon, and the trees, the star, everything that's living. In her trust, in her truest nature, she is nurturing, motherly energy, and affection, beauty, sensuality, and attraction, creativity, and inspiration in her truest form, peace and harmony, abundance, and the knowing that earth will always provide enough, intuitive and fully open to receive, empowered within, honored, and respected, and she is divinely connected to Mother Earth. The divine feminine within you is wild, free, and untamed. She ignores the unwritten rules and boundaries that society has constructed for her, rises above, and paves her own wave. She is unafraid to speak her truth, embrace her sexual nature, and show up fully and authentically. The divine feminine trusts her intuition, allowing it to guide her, and she lives in the cyclic rhythm of the moon, the seasons, and the wheel. 
She understands the sacredness of life and trusts that all her needs will be met. This is your true nature as a woman. And even if this doesn't resonate with you, the woman you are today, the divine feminine is still there within you, waiting patiently to be embraced. The best ways to awaken your divine feminine within you is by increasing your self-love and appreciation, um, building a deeper, deeper connection with your body and your sensuality, being in tune with your rhythms and how the mirror, they mirror yourself strengthening your inner guidance and trust, being more creative, being fully open to receive, creating a, a deeper sense of community and partnership and friendship with others, being able to fully be present in the moment, the ability to relax and let go, and a feeling of wholeness. And lastly, awaken your divine feminine by figuring out who you really are on a soul level. Do not people please, don't want to fit in, and don't don't want to hide who you truly are to avoid judgment um, just find who you truly are as women we often don't create time or space to think about this we're too busy taking care of everyone else in our lives and making sure they're happy and loved and thriving but it's not selfish to turn your gaze inward and make sure you are happy and thriving it's not selfish at all in fact it's very important Regardless of what goes on around us, we have the power to embrace and express the divine feminine within, the, within us. We can act with compassion, promote peace, live in abundance, nurture ourselves in our earth, be grateful, and slow down so we can live a richer and fuller life. This is the challenge we face as individuals as well as a collective. The divine feminine will rescue our planet, returning light and harmony to it, but we have to awaken her within ourselves first. <laughs>